up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.10, Donuts Are Not Breakfast Foods where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. I miss donuts. Mmm, donuts. Mm. I haven't found a gluten-free donut yet. Oh, That's yeah. Worth sorry. it, because I'm sure you found a lot. I haven't found any yet. I like I've seen lots of candies and snacks that are gluten-free, but I've yet to come across a donut yet. I like Dutchies. I Oh, my sister makes gluten-free donuts. Yeah. I forgot I like, that was her job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, ask a new show. They're really gross. They're really gross. I was going to so. say, I seem to recall you. I was like, that's why I was like, you just not found one you like? or Okay, I like, found one I liked. Yeah, okay. I forgot about those. Yeah, they're really gross. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> it's not that her donuts are gross. It's, it's the company she works for that, you know, she's just, she didn't make them gross. Oh, come on, their donuts are supposed to be glutinous. If you make a gluten-free, keto-free, vegan, soy-based product donut shop in BC, you suck. The recipe sucks. What is it? A piece of fucking cardboard? It's yeah. No, it, the problem is yeah. the problem is is that not only is it cardboard, but they're like gourmet donuts, so they've got like fifteen layers of other bullshit on top of them. Oh, and then they cost twenty dollars each. Yeah, and, and you have to store them in the freezer. I have stored them in the freezer, so then they all, like, melt to this gross consistency, Aww. and they're just, like, just, yeah. it's not fluffy like a donut should be. It's, like, protein-packed yeah, with it's, 15 it's, layers it's, of it's, frosting. It's, and it, it is. It's, like, healthy donuts geared to, like, gym rats. I'm like, that is not what donuts were invented for. <laughs> yeah, no. You've, it's, it's, like, completely changing I'm the sure point and make purpose. Donuts of, for you out of almond flour. Potentially, but I've yet to... Not yet, I haven't had. I'm gonna look into that. You make me donuts next week, Tanzan. I don't know how to fry them. I'll make Angie fry them. Angie will fry them. (laughs) My birthday's coming up. I want donuts. You have two weeks to perfect, because probably can't come next week. So you have two weeks to come up with. Let me think for a second, like... Or a month and a half, if you want to make them for a birthday, but... What episode is this? 10-10? I'm I'm putting it in the to-do list right now. Here. Chapter 11. Dresden contacts Father Vincent and updates him on the case and asks for a sample of the shroud. Harry calls Michael next to ask him to be a second for the upcoming duel and instead leaves the message with charity. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he so much calls him to update him as so much to tell him he has nothing to update him on yet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I have a lead. What? I'm agreeing with you. Like, oh. this whole conversation was a little bit pointless because it's like he gets through it and he's like, I've got a lead. I'm going to go do this. And by the way, hey, I'm still thinking about you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgot about you. I'm coming you. back for you. I know I'm you. I'm coming back for you. I know you gave me money. <laughs> yeah. I'm, right? I'm still working on your case. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It is a little bit. And I mean, you get it's It's whatever kind of a thing because he's like, but as far as Father Vincent's <clears throat> concerned, like, he only just touched the guy. He went to his hotel room late. Well, this I mean, true, well, yeah, okay, the timeline still... was a little bit weird. We, we were like, he was like at the show like mid-afternoon and went straight to Father Vincent's. We already have talked about this a couple episodes back. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he gets to the hospital late. Then he gets attacked in an alleyway. Then he goes to the church and he's talking to Michael. Then he ditches the hospital and he goes home. All of this happened within like less than 12 hours. So it's like, it's not like he's been ignoring Father Vincent for like an entire day or two or three. Like, I was going to say, it's a been lot 12 has hours. happened, but exactly. The thing was still just like the day. So, I mean, I get it, right? From his point of view, it is basically. Basically, he just calls and he's like, hey, just so you know, I have a lead, which I guess is something because, I mean, he's like, he hired him. He's like, I don't know how the fuck am I going to find the shroud? And then he's like, oh, hey, well, actually, 
there is some info. So I guess it's more just because we get a lot more of the background on what's going on in Harry's head that it seems like this call is a lot longer and a lot more than what it is kind of a thing. Because... Cause, yeah, because he's like, oh, I was dealing with the police, and, you know, there's all like, he's like, oh, are you making a headwind? He's like, as far as I can figure out, all they've done is figure out who's going to handle the case, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, because then you get his whole little thing on, like, oh, prohibition and crooked Chicago cops, and it's not really a thing anymore, but I don't blame him for thinking, you know? Right, right. and the function of the story, so Butcher would put, would have put, Definitely would have put this in just to, so you get actually a little bit more expo- exposition on why Father v- Vincent would be going through the channels he does because he doesn't trust. Pro- yeah, and just in case anybody wasn't too sure, or whatever, uh, you know, or isn't aware of Chicago's history with, you know, it's like there was a whole thing with crooked cops, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but um, but yeah, exactly right. I just like to say too, we were looking for ideas for cubs and like this week's was one of the ones we didn't really because stuff moved and changed so then we're like so he's like if anybody's got any ideas and i was like sure we could discuss like gangsters in like the 19 whatever it was 20s or 30s and you know we have like an engineer as one of our things i'm like i'm sure he can figure out a way or at least find a template if he doesn't know how to make like a bunch of like little tommy guns out of like popsicle sticks and gin stills Oh, I should have said that. Might have sold it. Distillery. Like if that's I, that's some science there, man. That's some. You're I, and right. For, <laughs> I, I once the sh- apocalypse hits. I should have gone with what the the prohibition was doing, not just yeah. Because I was like, the kids can test them. We can just like have different cubs like line up against the wall, and they can like test out their little like. So I was like, maybe we can get them to shoot like little wads of construction paper or something out of these little like popsicle stick like Tommy guns or whatever. And sadly, this <laughs> straight for the violence she goes. This, well, yeah. Apparently, they were like, uh. I don't think I want to explain, like, the St. Valentine's Day massacre to parents, like, the next day. So they totally shot down my idea. Uh, I know, but I'm like, see, it's educational. You need to know where, like, crooked... So I was going to say, we could throw in the connection between Canada and Prohibition and Al Capone. Because Canada was like, hey, no, we'll send you booze. Yeah, well, do you you know about, like, our very specific, like, our our Saskatchewan connection? No, do this jaw thing. Yeah, in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yes, folks, it's a real place. Actually, you know it's a real place because our, like, one and only remote episode, I was calling in from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. She was, you know, there in Loose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yeah, you you said it a lot of times on that episode. (laughs) I probably did because, I don't know, it was a thing at the time. And the one thing I did not get to do while I was there is go check out the underground tunnels that are in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, through which Al Capone moved illegal alcohol. It was smuggled through these underground tunnels. Which is a shame it wasn't done in Regina. (laughs) (laughs) From southern-ish Saskatchewan. Yeah, so you can't make any Regina jokes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that all got shot down, so I'm telling you, but I wish. I totally probably could have sold it with the gin stills. That would have been way more fun. When we're done recording, remind me, I gotta tell you guys about what happened to Project Argo. That was most recently discovered. Okay. It's pretty fucking insane. Very annoyed about it. Is this going to be another, like, thing that makes me cry? Like, no. We're, like, we're a little behind on, on bonus stuff, if you want to just tell us. You know, just, we're already in a... Okay, well, there's this, like, you know, the um, Iranian... What was it called? The Iranian... Um, hostage Hostage crisis? situation, right? Hostage crisis, yeah. And so, you know, obviously, you know, a bunch of journalists and such, they all got held captive and they were being held hostage and there was this big problem or whatever like that. And it was, you know, credited that Canadians were the ones who came up with the plan and they went and they rescued them by creating fake passports for them, mm-hmm. smuggling them out of the country and getting them back to Canada, right? Came out a couple weeks ago, the guy, the Canadian minister of defense, whatever the fuck he was, who was in charge of that project and saw it through, was a CIA plant from America. Had been stationed in Canada for like 40 years before that happened. And Canada got the credit for it at the time. But now that he's died, they're like, by the way, that we actually we actually rescued our own guys. Rude. And that wasn't you guys. That's not fair, though. If he was a plant for like 40 years, a dude, you're right? Canadian now. Right? <laughs> right. But yeah, like, like Canada's been credited with, that with her, yeah. saving them for like oh. ever. And yeah, just a couple was, weeks ago, we found out it was just a, s- a movie about that. Not long ago, they did the whole Argo thing. Aw. Right? Wasn't even us. <laughs> it was Americans yeah. saved their own asses again. Well, you know what? And I was like, wow, way to give Canada the win for like 40 years. And then you're like, by the way, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? We're taking that one back. 
Thanks for the assist, but you didn't do shit. <laughs> but you didn't do. I, well, you say again. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we've, you know, have rescued. Uh, to to be fair, Canada has never lost a war they've ever entered. Yeah. So it's like we've got a good history of helping America out. We, yeah. However, including <laughs> against the states. <laughs> burn Washington, burn. <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but it's apparently like they don't teach the War of 1812 in they their schools. They don't really. <laughs> I was like, they don't know about don't, that. I have like one of my friends in the states. She actually would. She would laugh about that because she's like, they don't. I only wrote this because I was a history major. Yeah. <laughs> and I know about that. And it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Just, because, of course, the United States would be like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. We that. just don't. We just, yeah. yeah. That's, that's not relevant. That's yeah. not important. <laughs> We're like, ah, yeah. well, the Can- Canadians get drunk on beer, burn the White House, <laughs> and then fuck up. They're like, showed you bitches, and then fucked up. <laughs> In our defense, they, wouldn't have, had, so they wouldn't have had the White House if we didn't burn down the first one. There you their go. The first one wasn't as impressive, okay? We forced their hand to make a cool one. <laughs> Design challenge accepted. No, exactly. it's way too pretty. You don't want to burn this one down now, right? <laughs> <laughs> this one's more aesthetically well, clearly. We, agree. we call it we an it. oval <laughs> office. <laughs> <laughs> so many great things will happen here. Right. <laughs> Trump oh. will let some Russian spies in for a nice quick chat. <laughs> One day, hundred years in the future, a few other scandals will happen in, in that that office. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's so funny. That's okay. Uh, there's all kinds of things that you know everyone tries to credit Americans with that really we were responsible. So I guess basketball, we have baseball, right? <laughs> no, baseball really was them, but basketball was us. Yeah, Superman. Yes, wine pizza. Yeah, which they definitely, they're they're like, we don't want Hawaiian pizza, you can have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ginger beef is is a Calgary invention, same with the Caesar. Yes, yeah. The The shaft is kind of, you know, there's a fight whether Victoria or Calgary created it. What's that? Like the character shaft? It's like cold brew, vodka, drink. drink. But Victoria and Calgary fight about who created it. Oh, well, there you go. Still Canadian either way, though. California. We didn't create California. Oh, California rolls. California rolls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also not. I, I, yep. Uber. Is it? The guy who created Uber was Calgarian. Really? Damn. Which is why it's very funny that Nenshi wouldn't let Uber come to Calgary when they first started. Because <laughs> he was like, ah, uh, you're going to ruin our taxi business. And then eventually he was like, I'm Nobody Calgarian. Nobody wants to take their, the cab, cab <laughs> business anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, if there's competition for it, then there's a reason that, or like if it's going to kill it, then there's probably a reason yeah. it's going to. You want know, to know what's actually very funny about that is that if you get a taxi and they drive past the guy who created Uber's house, his parents' house, he points out, he's like, you know the guy who created Uber? His mom lives there. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> That's how I found out. <laughs> the taxi driver's like, just so you know, his mom lives there. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I won't tell him about how I take an Uber every other time and right. I just couldn't get one today, so I'm in exactly. a taxi. Exactly. <laughs> I hate Oh, taxis. I hate that guy. I hate taxis in this city. <laughs> yeah. They tell you not to, well, as a child, not to get into cars with strangers. But now, uh, I know you call up a stranger and get into their car constantly. <laughs> to be fair, lots of people get kidnapped still through Uber, so you know our parents weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is why it's just worth the risk rather you know, than taking. There's taxi a in the lot city. of things like I want my kids to share with me. I do want to be involved. I do want to think that we have a good enough relationship that they'll tell me. And then there's things like this where it's just I really am happier. Hey, not. those no, guys I, I, in New Brunswick got kidnapped by a taxi guy, so it doesn't matter. Any vehicle. Cole could be a kidnapper, okay? It does. No, no police. It, it does. There has yeah, been people also, who yeah, posed police. as police. Okay, posed as. I was going to say, don't no. you tell me about, like, police. No, no <laughs> during the pandemic, an actual police officer kidnapped a woman, so that was a whole thing. Yeah. See, well, there's, there's an, there was another guy that dressed up in a uniform and stole a cop car, cop car, cop car and was yeah. pulling people over until he pulled over an actual cop and was yep. like, oh, fuck. Yep. Yes. Yep. I do remember hearing about some of that. No, I know there is, but like I say, it's just those things where you just don't want to dwell on them too much about... You know, your kids and things being out in the world. It's like, yeah, I know you can... It's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> no. Thank God, no. And please do not I tell don't me. fucking want to know. Speaking of Caesars and kids, though, I almost royally disappointed my other daughter. Because, like, last weekend or the weekend before... Yeah, it must have been a couple weeks ago. Because I think it was coming back from here or something like that. And she asked to grab Caesar, and I was like, I thought she was asking for like little Caesars or something like that, and I was like, oh, I guess I can bring home, but I missed because I said something, I was like, I guess I can bring home little Here's Caesars. Here's pizza! <laughs> if, I got your breadsticks! <laughs> yeah, no. pretty much, pretty much, right? Because I was like, well, you know, they need to like be vacuumed or something like that, so for sure, if you vacuum, I'll bring home, and I, and I missed the immediate comment where she was like, uh, that's not what I want, so like, forget it or whatever, and then she brought it up again later, like I said, I was on my way home or something, and I was like, yeah, what do you want, like crazy, because that's what I, that's my favorite favorite part of Little Caesars is definitely the crazy bread. And she's like, 
I don't want little, oh, I'm like, but you asked. I'm like, oh, that's just a Caesars. I'm like, you want me to bring you home drinks? She's like, yes. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, that could have been really bad if I had. Because I was like, why is she getting all pissy with me? Like, normally she's happy about, like, crazy bread and whatever, too, right? But I'm like, yeah, I guess there's a big difference between getting, like, a cheap pizza or, like, an alcoholic beverage. So <laughs> I had to go find a six-pack of pre-made Caesars. <laughs> I'm like, but you said you wanted. She's like, that's not what I'm asking for. <laughs> this sort of makes me think of our dynamic. <laughs> like, what, 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 how old did you turn? Your, Tanzan and Jessica's. Where, where I gave you um, a beer pong set for your. <laughs> oh, God, and your grandma was, like, was so mad. You, you got me. Yeah, you got me into a lot of trouble. My grandma didn't speak to me for like three years because from <laughs> Christmas before I turned 18. Because Christmas is just a few months before I turned 18. Yeah. And I received a beer pong set from you, like the paddles and the cups and balls. That's all beer pong is, is just cups oh, and yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> you provide the rest. <laughs> and then on top of that, mom and you also gave me like every single type of flavor of the small little like ounce ones at the cash register, right? The, you bought me like one of each. The airplane oh, I about bottles. That part. Yeah, the airplane but I, bottles. I just remember getting in shit for the, the for the beer pong thing. It was I both. was like, really? Come on. Yeah, right. I bought her cups and ping pong balls. Exactly. It's like I didn't even give her the beer. It literally was like cups and balls. <laughs> there was that, there was then alcohol included because I got all the little stocking stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tiny it wasn't like too. every single one. Just but I think it, what, what, yeah, was that the same year that <laughs> you got me like the, you, you always get me like some kind of bottle of alcohol of something. Alcohol's good. Because <laughs> I think that, that you got me, that uh, Sailor Jerry, but you Sailor also Jerry, got me, yeah. you also got me a bottle of um, Sriracha vodka. Oh yes, I did. I remember that one. Yeah. I remember seeing it in stores and going, this looks disgusting. You know who would want this? Yeah. (laughs) It was great for Caesars. Because I remember you used to add sriracha to everything we ate. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I know who who will drink this. I went through a phase of that. Oh, you want a gluten-free donut? Let me add some sriracha to that, boy. What I want is you to figure it out still the like soup recipe. Cardboard. Oh, I've been I've been looking. I've been looking. Good, because I've been waiting for like five years, at least, probably longer. Yeah. Green soup where I've added chicken to it. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Because it was between 2014 and 2016 that you would have had it. Oh, getting close to a decade that I've been waiting on this a second repeat of this D- soup. Depending on yeah, when you created it. I was just it. sure as shit, shocked that you actually liked my cooking. I know. The only thing like- you ever ate was like nuggets. And I was like. I made a soup for the entire family, and you're like, I ate it all. And I'm like, you gotta save some. Well, actually, you know what? No, no, just keep good, eating. Good just job keep on eating. making something. You're actually eating, so do it. This is the girl. So after my mom remarried and moved out to like New Brunswick, and they hadn't been back in like forever, and they came to visit. So we're like, oh, because the one thing my mom said, because living out on the coast, way better seafood, right? Because it's mm. literally right there. She's like, Fresh. but I very fresh, right? Better than you get in landlocked Alberta. But she did kind of miss Alberta beef because that is what we are very well known for. So when they came to visit, I'm like, we'll take them to the Cattle Baron, which is a really well known. <laughs> oh, so good. Right? Pretty much the name says it all. So yeah, so we go. So although I have to say, I think my stepdad ended ordering like liver and onions or something. I'm like, ugh. But yeah, exactly. You know, my sister's getting like rack of lamb. We're getting like, even Kenzie, Kenzie loves ribs and stuff like that. What does Jessica order? French fries, rice, and mashed potatoes. No, was it French fries? Yeah. yeah, okay. French fries, rice, and mashed potatoes. She liked, she couldn't just get like chicken nuggets. And she didn't want any of the obvious beef things that no steaks or livers or rack of lamb or anything for like that. Starches, so okay. The Gosh. only thing she would eat was things off of the sides. And she wasn't going to order vegetables. So yeah, literally she ordered a side a of A potato rice. is a vegetable. Okay, you weren't ordering, like, peas and carrots <laughs> along with it that are also on the sides menu. You literally got, yes, a side Did of rice. Did you want me to eat my dinner or not? <laughs> you know what? At, at the one hand, I was like, sure, your $5 each sides are better than a $30 steak that For you want, but it was just... I'm just going to grab another. We haven't even started the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like... I'm like, here, let's take you out to a fancy restaurant. I specifically remember that being great. Because I was like, am I allowed to order just sides? And you said yes. And I was like, holy shit. How come this hasn't been an option before now? Probably because you never asked before now. When was I ever that strict about what you ate? Well, we mostly went out with grandma, not you. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't know I could just still be ordering sides the whole time. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah, well, exactly right. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for a fucking $30 steak you're not going to eat. <laughs> 
but yeah. It's a good dinner. Alvarez <laughs> makes good sides. She, she, but yeah, they've got great food there, regardless if it's a side or a <laughs> And I think you'll have you know that when I went back for Tanzan's birthday a few years ago, I ordered real food, okay? so That's true, because I you grew were, up, all right? You, you were no longer <laughs> 12 or whatever age you would have been. Yes, no, I mean, there is that. I, I, I eat vegetables and proteins now at this point in my life and sushi, so. Because I have to. It was I slow steps, but we got you there. <laughs> Gary, I know this working in a kitchen thing has been weird because she was like, like literally, even at home, she like there was so many things she was picky about, and yeah, if you went out anywhere, all she would eat was like chicken fingers and fries. It didn't matter where you went, as long as there was some thing that was or the very close equivalent to chicken fingers, that was what she ordered. Right. Mm-hmm. And now she Hence eats my things that with, I know, don't eat or that kale, I wouldn't spinach, try. Uh, and chicken. What? Yeah. Spent <laughs> a decade working in kitchens. Kind of forced to eat stuff. Yeah, they yeah. finally made her have to start trying things and do things. Oh, no, that's good. You know what I find is really funny? I was thinking about this yesterday when we went through the state thing. So it was like all through like high school and everything like that, Kenzie liked like her baking and her cooking and she took like like kitchen arts or whatever the fuck it was called when she went through like culinary culinary thank you um and then came out and was like and this sucks and now she wants to go like become a mechanic and jessica took like mechanics through high school and like now works in a kitchen (laughs) i was like what the fuck (laughs) just would not have seen nothing like high school to turn you off of something (laughs) (laughs) or real life if the case may be (laughs) which i was like it was fine in high school the real life job sucked but (laughs) anyways Alrighty. anyways Chapter 11? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we started with... This. She wanted bonus content. She got bonus content. Yeah, it's Tansen's fault. <laughs> it's all good. But technically, so, yeah, so we, we already talked about his phone call. Yeah. And well, why yeah, so the point is, though, is that when he called Vincent, and then he makes this whole point of being like, oh, yeah, and it'd be really cool if you could get me, like, a piece of the shroud, mm-hmm. original shroud. Like, I know they tested on it in the 70s to see, like, if it really touched Jesus Christ, and obviously those tests came back inconclusive because, no shit, they would have come back inconclusive. I could have told you that back in the 70s. <laughs> However... <laughs> Um, whatever. He was like, I know you guys have, like, samples of it around. Like, do you think you get your hands on one? And Father Vincent's like, no problem. I'm super cool, super high up. I'll get whatever the fuck I want. And then he That's basically, like, no it, spoilers, but, but, like, one chapter later, he just goes and finds the shroud without it. And I'm like, so that was a lie. You didn't need that at all. Like, <laughs> what was even the point? I mean, just, like, honest- keeping Father Vincent busy so he doesn't call you back? Okay. Like- <laughs> Honestly, it would have been helpful. Because, yeah, he says he well, can do, just like, a- just in case this doesn't Which, pan out. I fully get I mean, that. I mean, yeah. Plan B. But it's, like, most of the time, Butcher leaves, like, a small little trail of breadcrumbs. Be like, oh, that's why that. And literally the next chapter, it's just like, oh, so that, who the fuck cared about that conversation? That <laughs> entire conversation literally was for nothing. Okay, except, yeah, yes and no, but, um, yeah, first of all, he wasn't like, I'm super awesome. He's like, um, maybe I kind of, and Harry's like, yeah, 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 good, just drop He's like, I might be able to, and Harry's like, perfect, just drop it off. Okay, but if I were to go to a church down the street right now and be like, can you get in contact with Rome for me? They'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, Rome doesn't acknowledge that. Okay, but he came from Rome to find this route. I know, but it's still like... I, I, I've been to the Vatican, and I still think if I pulled a random priest out from the crowd, they'd have been like, yeah, no, go talk to the Pope. I don't know that guy. I'm not allowed to talk to that guy. I'm not allowed to breathe in that guy's yeah, direction. I like, know. Okay. But Father Vincent is like, no problem. I got this shit. I get, I get what you're saying, but yes, because they fucking sent him to find it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say... Yes, okay. he has some contacts. I guess he is signed to the job of it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of <laughs> not that he's just some random priest. That kn- oh, you know about the shroud? Okay, it was like no, this is Father Vincent's job right now. Maybe if now. he introduced himself as like a CIA operative, I would have been like, okay, you got the credentials. But I seeing get- as how he's just with the church, I'm yeah, like, has no credentials to the shroud of Turin whatsoever. Yeah, okay, I, I, I see where you went astray there. Yeah, it makes sense. But, yeah, exactly. He does say, you know, narrow it down. Like, you can do a tracking spell or whatever. Like, he just says, oh, yeah, I just want to make sure I don't get, like, foxed by Identity a decoy or whatever. Ver- verification, yeah. yes. But, you know, I'm like, in truth, when he got there, as we will see very shortly, he didn't really know which If he'd had a tracking spell up and running right then. Definitely would have known. He would have found it instantly instead of, you know, and might have been able to Still, get out of wasn't there that before. Difficult. However, what is really funny, but, though, yes. is, like, I kind of wish that they'd had the Father Vincent character played up a little bit more like harry had to go or like work even harder to like be like no no no, magic's not real magic's not i you know it's, some people hire me for the magic but you and i know it's not real of course harry <laughs> to like really have to like run circles because there's been a couple times when he's had to come up with on a fly the answer on the fly answer as to like yeah but it would have been funny if it was played up even more or if there's just a permanent character who really doesn't believe in magic and harry's always got to be like you're really useful but like i'm running out of lies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right I was gonna say it kind of is he could have done that but really he just went the other route where he's just like kind of annoyed and fed up with him all the time where he's like um 
I guess it's, yeah, again, more in the next conversation. He doesn't really have a lot of back and forth with him here or whatever, but... Yeah, some of his lines that he comes up later, he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Could you yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like, Ugh. But yeah. So then he makes his next. He calls Michael next. Calls and Michael uh, Michael's next. daughter Molly answers, who's apparently matured. Yeah, the breast fairy came to visit and everything. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, oh, oh, my worst nightmare. Hey, how's it going? It's not Cherry. Oh, my worst nightmare's daughter. Okay, <laughs> I can deal with that. <laughs> but you really do have to love how, how Michael is like his best friend and like such a confident, trustworthy and like, you know, the supernatural in life. And then like Harry's like, his, or Charity's like his nightmare, you know? Yeah, like right? it just figures that that would be. Best friend, worst friend. <laughs> but you know, I guess I see that a lot when you think about couples, you know, often the best friend and the spouse are the ones that like, <laughs> you took away my best friend, you're taking away my spouse, you know, whatever. It's all, I guess it kind of fits that way. Fight, but yeah, fight, it's kind fight. of funny, right? <laughs> They're just more mature and handle it better than most people I know in real life that are in those situations. Just saying. Anyways, Molly's the oldest of a million children, and we love her a lot. And she's, yeah, a high up Wit there already. High up there in she's, the hairy sarcasm world, yeah, despite her parents. Uh, no, see, I disagree with that. My parents were very Catholic, and our family is very sarcastic. I that's fair, <laughs> but I mean, Michael and Charity specifically are not known to be all that sarcastic. They both put up with Harry's jokes and stuff like that, but they don't, you know, talk to him in the same way that Harry talks, like. Even you know, Murphy can I get up to the sarcasm and wit. My, my, I, neither I think Michael Charity. or Charity are. No, I think Charity does have a lot more of that. We just don't see it because, like you say, <laughs> she doesn't banter with Harry. No, like Harry. But, again, I, I totally think, and I mean, there is a point where we do find out a little bit more, actually, about Charity. She doesn't just always remain solely Michael's wife that we only see when Harry's dealing with her. So... I, I can play some of that into it more, but I'm like, no, I can see Charity. I mean, again, I just, I don't know, maybe I just draw a lot of parallels because it's very similar to my family. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was like, no, they got all these kids and they're running around. And I'm like, I think, again, like, even if you are that really, especially given the type of work that Michael deals with, that it is stressful and dangerous and whatever, and you got him like, no, there's probably a lot more sarcasm and joking. And again, just when you've got, like, that many kids and stuff, like, you, you can't stay sane and not raz your kids or have you know <laughs> like exactly like just any interaction like you say where you're gonna like you know like you can even just assist in a few minutes just like i've got ice cream melting in the, you know what i mean and i'm just like yeah you got kids like well where did you put that i told you we're gonna put that you know i'm like that there's just gonna be shit going down and Jerry's like gotta have a sense of humor gotta have a sense of sarcasm in order to to keep sane with all of that so yeah, but wherever she got it from, I was like, I agree, Michael is a little bit quieter. Michael is not as evidently prone to being as, like, sarcastic and snarky or anything like that. But I'm like, ah, he's, like, the quiet, steady, and, like, Charity would be totally where all, like, the snark and Origin. piss and vinegar come from that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. Well, it definitely feels like Dresden has had influence on Molly some in that way, in that regard. And there probably is some, yeah, for sure. There's definitely a familiarity. Like, she's willing enough to, like, say stuff that, like, yeah. shocks him, <laughs> where she's just like, <laughs> I know, that's the best. I can't wait until we get into that. <laughs> 14 years old, eh? But exactly, right? So, yeah, he always, he's like, are you, like, 10 or whatever? And she's, like, 14. So, yeah, and again, we know that, that again, depending on how you want to view that timeline, he's known Michael either a year or six years, depending <laughs> on how we figured out when he came to. <laughs> but um but yes yeah he probably has been around and given that molly is the oldest child and stuff like that you know and this is like yeah one of dad's friends that yeah exactly it's like she's definitely picked up on some of that i was gonna say that's i think probably the other thing too when you do have a family that big and parents that strict you're also going to be the one more likely to <laughs> yeah well and, uh, i'm sure she's overheard her parents talking about harry before as well right so yeah she fully knows the whole but you know, it, yeah, it, which, which side she wants to be on, and right now she's like, Harry sounds fun and cool, <laughs> right? But it's kind of almost like that, like that exactly that opposite sort of a thing, right? It's like you have parents that are really strict, and then your kids are like, I had no freedom. My kids are gonna have nothing but freedom, and then those kids grow up and be like, My mom was like a hippie psycho, and there was like no structure and like no stability in my life. So my kids are gonna have rules, and then they become the really strict parent, and then their kids are like, Everything was rules. I want you know. So it's probably like a portion of that or whatever too, right? Where it's like your parents are being raise your opposite mm -hmm. a little bit yeah they're being strict and whatever and this so molly again is definitely going to lean a little bit more to breaking the rules and stepping outside the boundary and being like i don't have to be a perfect little catholic girl just because you want me to be a perfect little catholic girl 
Guess which one was my grandparents, my mom, and me and Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna keep my mouth shut. But. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> But uh, regardless, anyways, yes, a very cute exchange where she's all like, oh, no, it's Molly. Did you want to talk to mom? Is your dad home? <laughs> Check. You don't, don't want to talk, talk to, to mom. mom. I never said that. <laughs> I got to say, I did like think it was really quite funny that Dresden at first took her breast comment, like the breast fairy. Yes, quite, that too. Quite like literal. <laughs> He's like, which one would I? Who, d- who does <laughs> that? So, yeah. Some might find it significant that I had to stop for a second. <laughs> <laughs> significant that you're dumb that you're, was that Maeve <laughs> yeah right Maeve would totally be the breast fairy right and then so right. you know Molly goes off to go and find dad and then somebody else picks up the phone and is like hello hello, hello? I love his description so he's like he's like here's like the bump and thump or like the rattle like the phone falling or whatever he's like and then he just hears like some loud and squishy breathing I'm like, that is gross. Yeah, it's so gross. And yet I'm like, it's so very accurate. If you've ever had like a baby pick up the phone phone. and breathe into it or chew on it or do, I'm like, really? I can see like a little like two-year-old, less one-year-old. Yeah, but it was just like, like, that is both the best and the worst description ever. Squishy breathing. I'm like, oh. Which is fair They're because like that would have been like Harry's son probably was about like a small squishy little baby when this book came out, right? Like yeah, butcher's, butcher's. I was son, like Harry's yeah. son, yeah, you said butcher's son. I'm like yeah, so uh, yeah. yeah, so of course then regardless he ends up with charity anyways because right? she finds her kid gnawing on the phone or whatever. But the fact like, that he doesn't respond right away, and he's I know like, he's like, just, I don't know I just pretend like nobody's oh, here. Such a child, <laughs> I know. <laughs> So then, yeah, so then she's like, what do you want? So he's like, I need to talk to him. She's like, they told you to stay out of this. He's like, it's not about that. I just need to talk to Michael. <laughs> I have a different problem. She I already different, Yeah, she's like, oh, no kidding. I swear they had a little bit of a reprieve from one another. It's kind of just like, wow, two steps backwards. <laughs> right? What happened? How did you piss her off again? Right? Thanks for saving my life. But you know what? It's your fault. They almost got killed in the first place. So <laughs> Just imagine, though, Michael coming home and, like, takes the hat off of his head and he puts it against his chest and he's like, Charity. I got a prophecy about Dresden. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> I gotta talk to that asshole again. Like, He's back. He's fuck. popping up. Yeah, right? Fuck. It was like, Mike was just like, oh, forget Harry's about to be murdered. My wife's gonna be so mad that I gotta go talk to Harry. <laughs> right? I know. She's like, you figure something that would be like so like important that it requires like all three of the nights and you just like happen to pop up. And he's like, actually, it's not about that. She's like, of course. Because that's so important and dangerous. And of course, you'd be calling to distract him about something else. And he's like, fuck. (laughs) You know? So, yeah. So then she's like, okay, he's not here. Like, I'll take a message. And even that, it's like, first she, like, pauses and, like, do I just pretend there's nobody on the phone? And I've been like, do I actually give her the real message? And I kind of... Molly comes on and tells him that he's out for for donuts. Yeah. Just for the record, people. Donuts are not breakfast foods. I think I would disagree. Isn't that exactly what bre- donuts are, actually? No. This is the main food from coffee shops. Gross. Yeah. You don't like donuts? Not for breakfast. Gross. No. You're Timbits. You, how did I not know this about you after, like, That's a decade? That's what I named the whole episode. I know. I get that. And I was like, I can get the joke. But in reality, I'm like, no, I totally disagree. I'm like, that's like there a charity thing. Okay. Charity would be like, donuts, donuts are Donuts are an all-around all time thing, especially in Canada in general. It is not necessarily, and in the States, it is just, like, breakfasty things. I, I was like, when I went there for the first, like, and, and saw somebody buy donuts for breakfast, I was like, what? What? That's was confused by it. Oh, I am not confused in the least. I totally view donuts as breakfast. Exactly. I'm like, Tim Horton sells them with your coffee in the morning. That makes it a That's breakfast. That's the main food that they sell It there. took them a long time before they offered you other things that were, could, you could consider real food. It's like only in the 21st century that you've been able to get like breakfast sandwiches from Tim Hortons. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, it's not a healthy breakfast. I get that. I get it's not a generally mother-approved breakfast, but I'm like... <laughs> I'm sorry, the gauntlet is thrown. Love, it is not a breakfast food. I well, to love be fair, donuts. I can't eat them, so I'm okay with that. I love donuts, and I will totally eat them for breakfast. So and have But I eat nachos on. for breakfast almost every day. But you make meals of crackers, too, so... Yeah, exactly. Well, I, don't I don't get what I, your point is. <laughs> I don't think you have much of a leg to stand on. First thing we do at work every day is start frying tor- tortilla chips for the nachos for the day. Yeah. That's what we all eat for the first, like, hour of work every day. Right? See? I'm like, really, breakfast is whatever you eat first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It could be ice cream. It 
could be gummy bears. I'm not saying these have been choices I've made, but (laughs) (laughs) they could be. (laughs) Does the popsicle I had on the way out the door today not count as breakfast all of a sudden? (laughs) I I found a whole entire article on how Tim Hortons had, like, when they came out, had popularized, and they even, they spelled this, they changed the spelling of... Of donut? how donut is spelled because it's spelt differently in Canada. Well, you and, spell it as do and then, and they, or just D O. Uh, D O N U T N U T S, like so. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to D O U G H, like do do not donuts, like Play Doh. But and like they really changed how how it was served, and like it's just like sort of an all around coffee shop sort of thing. Tim Hortons revolutionized. They did change it. Yeah. But yeah, maybe at some point it wasn't. But I'm like, again, there's all kinds. Of, I'm like, there's like breakfast pastries are a thing. You have strudels See, I just, and turnovers. I just found out, like, though, so that like America does like, Krispy Kreme does like a, a free donut every time their light turns on or something. This is like an angel getting their wings every time a bell rings. Yeah, it's like a thing. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it is. All I know is that there's apparently like a light in or around or on the sign or maybe indoors or at the drive-thru. I'm not sure. Of like every Krispy Kreme? I, 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 okay, I, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just know that somewhere in the vicinity of a Krispy Kreme there's a light. And when the light is on, donuts are free. <laughs> I don't know how often the You're light goes like on. You're going to entice us with like this. You have to come better informed. You That's all I know. You can't just That's tell all I know. there are free donuts and then not explain it. <laughs> the Americans can explain it. That's as much information as I have. Okay, I we just don't... found out 7-Eleven has a free slice of pizza day. Yeah, well, we did. It was a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you missed it. <laughs> that was like my house was clean yesterday. Sorry you missed it. <laughs> Uh, I did not day. get a slice of pizza, but Angie did. Oh, well, sorry. Oh. She's like, guess what? <laughs> you should have gone to the... Like, oh. <laughs> I didn't want to go outside. I was like, no, 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 no free pizza for you. <laughs> I was going to say that's totally your fault, because there's a 7-Eleven very close to you. <laughs> you you could have made that happen. <laughs> I was in bed. Meh. You just didn't want like, to be like, do I get that dressed and walk See, across the street? Like, there's free that. Slurpee Day or whatever, but yeah, I, I don't think I knew about free pizza day. I mean, to be fair, like, as she had your membership number, she could have got it for you, because we did not care about the people. We just, every store just had to hit a certain target. Oh. So it was like every membership number got a free p- slice of pizza, so if she just typed in, like, seven different ones, they would have been fine with that, because they would have got their numbers. Here's a full fucking pizza, as long as you have all the numbers. Exactly. Sweet. Like, that. people ask me, they're like, if I've got my, like, roommate's number two, I was like, sure, sure, as long as I, I I'm supposed to sell, like, what this happens, many in my shift. Which is fine, but what happens if your roommate shows up later to be like, hey, why did It's like, oh, it was already claimed. <laughs> I wouldn't give a shit. You wouldn't give a shit, but that poor guy might be out of pizza. If it's, take if it up your roommate, authorization to, Take yeah. it up with your roommate. Seriously, but uh, okay. Well, this this makes slightly more sense then. Is is if Krispy Kreme establishments? Because you just said I, like, I explained that correctly. No, you, well, eventually, but you were just like Krispy Kreme has to give away a free donut every time they turn. It sounds like when they get to the store in the morning and turn the lights on. It's like if you're the first person walking by, there's like I get a free donut. Here. There's a specified donut light. Okay, see that's the part you missed initially, which is why I was like, is this like the angel getting their wings? I, I like, just don't. Every time a light turns on, I don't on. know if it's like a simple light bulb or if it's like a. a Sign stylized. Like, I don't what know. Are those hockey uh, alarms. Siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All I know yes, is that okay. I read r slash uh, choosing beggars, and people often complain about their free Krispy Kreme donuts, and I don't quite understand what's happening other than the fact that there is a sink, there is a light gotcha. that designates free donut time at the Krispy Kreme place. Right. Okay, that or was. Either way, I'm standing by the no no donuts for breakfast. Okay. Do, do I have to change the title of this episode? I think I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I have to change it. I, well, you know. I, I think We're, it's going to be a we, discussion later. We are, our, we are not our, afraid to address convers- controversial <laughs> issues on this podcast. <laughs> I thought you two would be with me, though. No! I, I thought you were doing it for, like, the novelty fun factor. <laughs> Again, right? I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the type of thing, like, Molly would Red be like, Dad went out for donuts. Are you Charity would be like, donuts aren't for breakfast. And me and Justin are like, yeah, they are. <laughs> I I truly am shocked. I I no, I wow. You learn something new about your friends every day, folks. <laughs> I'm bringing you donuts next weekend. <laughs> oh, I'll still eat yes. them. I don't care what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> See, lucky for you that I'm not a morning person and that I usually don't want to show up before like one PM. So you can easily have your donuts and claim they're not a breakfast. They might be a breakfast food for me when I get here at one PM, but 
for Tanzan, that's probably a totally acceptable time to start Oh my donuts. god, I love that you called 1pm the regular time. I was like, actually, no. It, it, it was 11. It was 11am for like the first it, two years. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Since when? God, God, since. The new year. Since I don't live 10 minutes down the road from you anymore. It was the regular time when I could get up at 9 and still be here at 11. It wasn't until you moved out of Jerry's until that's you when started. That's when it became one. Yeah, it was, that's when it became it because you were working around his schedule. You had to escape it annoyed Jerry in the him. There were, okay, some of that, but no. It became. <laughs> you had to be home by dinner time. Yes. So I know. There's I feel like it's not schedule. just then. I feel like it, there was other times we made a later one. Those were but special cases. Whatever. In my head, the usual time is 1 p.m. because I don't want to have to get up at 6 a.m. to come that here. That's like, a 2023 thing only. I want to be able to get up at like 9 a.m. or whatever. <laughs> we did it four times in a row. Now it's regular. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, it takes three weeks to make a habit. We only have those of you who are listening to the bonus period. Like, <laughs> I would be scheduled for one and we wouldn't get started because they wouldn't, she wouldn't be here until two at least. Yeah, only but. sometimes. Okay, that one weekend there ended up being a lot When this going job on, starts really paying sorry. hourly. Okay. <laughs> 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 right it's our patreon for all if you want me to show up on time you to get more subscribers on here we'll get a studio we'll start logging everybody's hours now we're good right. Ugh. No, you people no, are the worst first, first you tell me the donuts on breakfast food now you tell me that like 1pm is not the regular like I'm, I'm done I'm out folks like <laughs> Somali appears back on the phone to be like, Dad's gone or whatever like that, and then she hears Charity. Oh, you said Somali. I didn't realize what you were like you said Somali. And I'm like, are we doing pirates now? Yeah. And then Dad's gonna Molly work. Molly realizes that they, they got busted anyways. Yeah, because she picks up the extension out in the garage or whatever when she went looking for that. I swear, it's like she's telepathic or something. <laughs> I totally Molly, get it, Justin. that isn't funny. Get off the phone. <laughs> I didn't quite get the surrender to Earth, you joke. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what? I think she's referring to her mom as being the Wicked Witch kind of a thing was, was what I took from it. Because, yeah, they're like, that's the whole thing in the thing. Because I think that's an actual line, isn't it? Surrender, like, Dorothy. Give up and just, like, surrender. Ascendance. I, of course, did some research on it. Okay. And there wrong? is actually a, 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 a thing of graffiti that has uh, gone on. It's been refer- referenced in Martin Scorsese's 1985 film and After Hours. Mm-hmm. <sighs> In that film, interestingly, um, Marcy, Rosanna Arquette's character, relates to that to her former husband who had screamed the phrase during sex. That's oh, weird. Which makes me think, Butcher, what, what you trying to say here, buddy? What, what, like, I, I, I still think it's Wizard of Oz, right? Oh, I'm like, sure it is, The whole but... sky says, like, surrender Dorothy in the clouds, right? So it's like... Does it? Uh, uh, um, yeah. Guess, does it? Yeah. I don't remember that being a thing in the clouds. Yeah. She's like, did surrender you, Dorothy, it's in the sky. Did you, did you dream that again? I don't... <laughs> I just didn't know if there was another I, significant I, I, cultural reference to it. Admittedly, like, I don't like Wizard of Oz, so I'm never going to watch it again. So I, I only I, have 25 years old memories. Which is sad, considering you're only coming up with <laughs> No, I definitely didn't show it to you before your first birthday. That was the only time. Surrender I, Dorothy is a famous special effect used in the 1939 film The Wizard of Oz, where the Wicked Witch of the West flies, her brooms, flies on her broomstick to write the two-word phrase across the sky. It's written on a piece of glass. <sighs> Okay, yes, I do. She flew on her broom to do it. Okay, yes. All right. I honestly had forgotten about that part, because I was like, I don't remember any, like, sky riding in. But, yeah, okay, I kind of remember her flying around on her broom now, too. So, yeah, I think it's just a resistance is futile kind of uh my mom's the wicked That's funny. Witch don't. The only part that made it into the film was Surrender Dorothy, but the rest of the message that was originally filmed, or, like, special effects, was Surrender Dorothy or Die, signed WWW. <laughs> 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 that is better. Like, I'm not even pretending. I call myself the Wicked Witch right. of the West. <laughs> also, a precursor to uh, Disney or whoever that was at the time. You missed out big time because you totally could have trademarked that whole WWW thing before. Then you're like, I'm sorry, you can't call it the World Wide Web because we already have WWW and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Either way, Charity tells Molly to get off the phone. Yeah. She makes her quip. Of course she does. Gets to school. So, yeah, so then she's like, um, I'll give him the message. And then he's like, mm, do I? And I kind of sort of like, why he even bothers to pass on the tip about the shroud thing? Like, that little train of thought there doesn't really make a whole deal sense to me in that 
instance, but I'm like, okay, whatever, it really doesn't matter. Um, basically, yeah, the whole point is like, do I trust her to give her a message? <laughs> like, so he finally does, and yeah, she's like, um, you know, bad things are gonna happen, and he's like, to who? And he's like, to me. <laughs> and he's like, there was nothing significant about that pause. Like, she's not gonna not pass on my message or like give it to him late, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but ultimately he's like, well, okay, Charity's not like a cheat and a liar kind of a thing, so I'm sure it'll be fine. But yeah, so it's a little bit like, who are the bad things going to happen to? Yeah, sure, I'll tell Shoot, him. Shoot, I'd hate for that to happen. Right? I will get right on that, Mr. <laughs> Dresden. Oh, Just enough fuck. to make him super paranoid. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Right? Right? Uh, I'm not worried. Not one bit. Not mm-hmm. at all. Mister's like, yeah, you're fun. <laughs> I like that description because that's where he's like, he starts talking to the cat and he's like, Mister just gives him a look and he's like, um, uh, distant focus in his eyes and he's like, or maybe that's just the look he got when his brain leaves flatlined. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Either or. I guess. I, I feel like Storm has kind of looked at me a couple of times. I don't know if it's just because, yeah, Storm, when I saw Tansen's cat come by earlier. She definitely had that blank, bleary, like, I just woke up or I'm really stoned, kind of, my brainwaves might be flatlining. (laughs) I don't know what the term is. It's the opposite of cross-eyed, like, where her eyes sort of look Mm -hmm. like they're going a little bit in the opposite direction. Doesn't help. Right. Because I've never really noticed it all that much on her. Just a tiny bit. So, Uh like, if she's looking somewhere else, it, like... (laughs) Maybe. And maybe, yeah, maybe that's why. Frog-eyed? No, that's not it. No. I don't know, but she looks like she's looking in two different directions and not at you. <laughs> Fair like, enough. Oh my god, it's a good thing you're cute and snuggly. She is. She's probably one of the softest cats I've ever met. But yeah. So yeah, he's gonna go out and track down a shroud. <laughs> track down a shroud! Time to hit the harbor! Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash rambling. Chapter 12 Dresden makes his way to Burnham Harbor and finds the étranger. Inside the boat, he finds a lone woman who gets in the shower. Harry takes advantage of this distraction and searches the cabin and finds the shroud, but is quickly ambushed and detained by a second woman. It's really good, like, you know, like Canadian French training, when it's like every time you show that a French word comes up in the middle of a sentence, you're suddenly just like, accent, okay, move on. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> funny, it's like all of us, it's always like the accent is so easily for like one word and then instantly turn it off, get rid of it, it didn't even happen. <laughs> right. Nope. Okay. That's my there. singing training right Find there. Étranger. I can't speak any French, but I'm going to make you think I can. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's okay, again, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm really glad you didn't pause at that spot because you're like, Dresden sees a lone woman get in, gets into the shower and takes advantage of what? <laughs> of her being gone. Okay. <laughs> Dresden, you dirty dog, you. Uh, yeah, Although he really is a little bit because he does make a whole big thing about like, He's I wasn't a peeping being Tom. a peeping Tom. I was just being all professional investigatory. He purposely makes it so much worse. Professionalism in action. So much, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dresden. At least he makes fun of himself for it. Mm. At least he does. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm a horny 20-year-old. But yeah, it's like, you know what? We probably could have glossed over some of it, but no. Yeah, you right. Said, you really drew that out for a while, like, I'm totally not spying on those beautiful curves and the fact that, yeah, it's like, okay. So so he does go to the harbor, but and he equates it to an ocean Walmart parking lot, and he is <laughs> not wrong. Like, I, I looked up a picture. I was like, oh, God, it's it's atrocious yeah it, no i'm looking at that picture and like yeah ugly it, yeah but to be fair like i don't imagine harbors you know are built to be you know scenic i yeah i was gonna say in this day and age again basically like it's sort of funny because i think he's right i think sort of subconsciously i sort of do that a little bit too. picture it the way he initially describes it like when i first came i just thought of like this big sort of bowl with like a few sh- you know like to say that the, the Boston Tea Party and stuff, you know, you got a couple of ships and the whole, but again, yeah, you, when you actually look at a modern day with all of the boats and ships and, but you know, I'm like, it's kind of funny because again, 
I am not at a harbor very frequently at all. Again, I live in landlocked Alberta. And even that way, I do not go to a lot of lakes. I do not own a boat. I do not have a lot of friends who invite me out on boats. So not something I typically think about. Yes, I have been to the, you know, you go to Vancouver or whatever and you see places where there's, but yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know, it's kind of funny when you point it out. I'm like, I think I typically tend to think of a more open not necessarily like no boats kind of but yeah exactly right like just much more scenic just much more scenic and not exactly like a parking lot with like ten thousand boats all lined up and parked at mooring spots along the way kind of a thing you oh, know yeah. and the like, aerial oh. picture of that, i put i put that in my notes for for patreon notes but yeah it, it like it's not attractive at all it's no just, this little puddle with a bunch of mm-hmm. boats in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say, I guess it's impressive at all. Because they kind of did that, like you say, the whole um, go on the fairyland thing. They had to go out through the marina to the end of the dock, right? So I'm like, okay, that's maybe not so bad. Because he basically just had to find his way to the end of the dock. And he did kind of have the the guiding stone thingy going for him there. But exactly, and like you say, when you look at something like that, how the fuck did you find this boat? Because he didn't stop in at the harbor mat. He didn't break in there first and look up the boat where it was docked. Not that he probably could have, because that's probably all on computer nowadays. And he, you know, not like flipping through a book, but it's like exactly. It's like, how do you go to a Walmart parking lot and find one car that you never? Well, he certainly lucked out on it because he's like, I found it almost right away. (laughs) Yeah, I know. A smaller, older, well-cared ship with a Canadian flag. Those evil Canadians. Those evil Canadians. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's why he's just like, hmm. Let's check the out-of-town ones first. Look for the foreign boats. (laughs) Canada. Uh. (laughs) There's like a foreign parking lot over here. You know, for like. But yeah, it's just exactly, it's like, yeah, you got, because again, you had nothing to go on besides anything. Well, you had no tracking spell to track down the boat here yet. Another thing, too, is that most places like that, like, it's not like a coming and going. Like, you've got the exact same spot forever. People buy out their spots, you know, well, for yeah, you, like, long periods of time, Yeah, like right? RV rentals and stuff. It's like, that's well, where exactly, your boat that's where your goes. boat yeah, lives, right? Well, it's not like a license plate. It actually, buy most a, boats actually have the name. Well, they, they the do. Site, I get so. that. But I mean, again, like, looking at that picture you looked up. If you just had to show up at the harbor and then go find a boat. Yeah, it's not going to happen. What aisle do you have to go walk through that whole thing no. finding? As the people on the boat. It'd be like, where do you find a parking spot for your foreign boat? Like, <laughs> which oh. means the boat is probably already. Well, okay. So my foreign it, it, okay. It's in a visitor spot. I was just, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say, there. I'm sure there is a thing, because obviously when people do sail around and stuff like that, so there's probably a thing I would think when you're coming in where... You do, like, contact the harbor master thing or something, and they probably tell you that you can go to Slip 7. Because, exactly, the ones that are actually bought or rented or whatever by the people that, like, dock their boats there. But there must be, like, a thing for when you come in, and then they probably are like, go to this one. And you're like, okay, and that's where you go and tie up for the day or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not a boat person, but I would feel like you'd get directed to a spot or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Drive around the marina. He lucked out. He did find it right away. Yeah, whichever way he found it. He he is armed with his usual magical arsenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this time he brings along pepper spray. Uh, legal reasons for some reason stop him this time. I'm not really sure why because he's he's like I can't carry it because it's concealed weapon. The gun. I'm like, oh, but that's never really stopped you before. So why? It, now? it doesn't. It doesn't. You do hear about lots of times where he doesn't opt for the or like when he was with Father Vincent, he had it like in in the trunk of the car until people were shooting at him, and then he was like, okay, I'll bring it with me. But even then, right? He's like, oh, can you just like hold it down so no one sees it? And we went to the but, fairy sky in the high. Yeah, he did. But I mean, there is there is some of that where he does say sometimes, like, he'll carry it around, like, in the backpack instead of on his person because he doesn't have it concealed. But also, I'm like, again, this is the middle of the, or first thing in Which the I'm morning. Which i he doesn't just get it concealed. Literally. to carry because like, he's a pro- he hasn't PI. broken any human rules as far as they're concerned, right? Because I can understand why if the wizard council was the one who had to hand out, you know. Yeah. They'd be like, um, no. But as far as the humans are concerned, like, maybe he's got some speeding tickets or traffic parking tickets, but, like, nothing that would bar him from getting a concealed yeah. carry license. Especially in America, where, like, but they uh, apparently hand those out to anyone. Uh, apparently, but I honestly legitimately don't know. So we know that, like, Texas is, like, an open carry and blah, 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 so it doesn't matter. I don't know what the rules and regulations are in Chicago. Like, you know, can just average Joe blow or is he can't get, like, a concealed weapon kind of a thing because you have to be, like, well, and I'd imagine because he's, like, a private, private investigator, investigator has his license for that. Like, what? Yeah, there's no open carry harder. in Illinois. 
Yeah, there's no open carry. So is that just why? Or, like, is concealed carry also different from, like, open carry or whatever? Like, that's the thing. So I've sort of thought about that, too. I'm like, well, you're a PI. Why don't you go get it? But I'm like, not knowing what the rules are, I kind of am like, either it's a big plot hole that Butcher failed to address, or there's reasons why Harry can't well, easily get it. I, it'd take a lot more work for me to find what the laws yeah, were in the early 2000s, but currently you have to at least be 21 years old, have a valid firearm, owner's identification. Maybe he just bought all his guns illegally, first of all, so that's why. Maybe he's like, I can't afford, he's like, I <laughs> right? can't afford a new couch, I can't afford like a new gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> secondhand couch, secondhand, but <laughs> I found the gun when I picked up the couch. So. So then, like, <laughs> further than that, you just have to have no felony convictions, no domestic violence convictions. Uh, you have to um, do an... You have to be legally found to be developmentally sound. Right, um, competent. N- and then no pending arrest warrants or active criminal cases. Um, but I don't know. It costs $150 right now. I don't know what it was 20 years ago. And you have to go through 16 hours of handgun training with the police. Maybe Murphy's the one who's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> Daddy never had $150 to spare. Or, yeah. Oh, you have to submit to fingerprinting. Maybe that's why he's like, uh-uh, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up too many things from crime scenes to leave my fingerprints around in your database. <laughs> Although he's already been arrested by the FBI, so they would have Although, it. Well, not by the FBI. But, but yeah, I was going to say, Murphy's already, I was going to say, you know, he has to worry more about, like, not leaving, like, fingernail clippings so he doesn't get traced. <laughs> I'm sure he's not that worried about fingerprints in the long run. But, okay, that is interesting then. In that case, yes, I go back to it, too, because I've had the same thought. Like, well, Harry, just go get a fucking, you know, because you get so... Either, yeah, he just doesn't have the time, or like you say, he's so broke, he's like, I don't even have the 150 bucks ah, to get it. Oh, wait, but oh, here's, wait, okay, wait, wait, okay. Places where your concealed carry is denied no matter what, doesn't matter, you just can't have a gun there. Uh, Colleges, universities, that's come up in short stories. Um, Municipality-controlled public parts, that's come up in a lot of places. Um, the Cook County Forest Preserve, can't go there with a gun, which is where he would need it. Um, nowhere that they serve alcohol, so sorry, Max, can't bring your gun there. Um, no local or state government buildings, we couldn't bring it to the police precinct or any of those. Probably Hosp- not the hospitals. Hospital. Can't take it to the hospital. Yeah. Libraries, sports arenas, stadiums, museums, apar- amusement parks, zoos, casinos, racetracks, riverboats, nuclear facilities. None of our <laughs> Cohen's properties because they all serve alcohol. You can't Just about everywhere Harry goes, he's not allowed to bring right. a gun there. You can't take it on a riverboat or to a nuclear plant. Like, I love that. <laughs> but okay, so you can carry, you, technically you can be allowed to or carry a concealed <laughs> weapon, but you're not actually allowed to take it anywhere. You can have it in your pocket around your own house. And, and then the finally, private properties at the owner's discretion. <laughs> Someone can just tell you you can't come in with a gun. Okay, well, there you go. Harry's like, right. it's not fucking worth my 150 like, bucks. Yeah. About the only place he would That's be allowed to take it is Walmart. <laughs> All right. What's even the point? Look, thing? Yeah, you can't even do half one. your errands with your gun. <laughs> You can take it to the shooting range, and that's it. Yep. There you go. That's funny. So, all right. That is good to know. So, there you go. <laughs> that explains. So, yeah. I guess he's not toting his concealed gun to the marina. <laughs> Apparently, that's frowned upon. Not anywhere, allowed. Anywhere people might be, and you might shoot them, you can't take it, okay? <laughs> right. Don't do it. Not allowed. Don't do it. We don't like. Bad boy. Mm-mm. So, Dresden does leave his car, and he spider sense tingles that he's being watched, but he can't see anybody. And, and like we said, we d- he does stumble across... Uh, the boat really relatively quickly and easily thank god i guess it's not good for readers for for us to read about how he's walking through the aisles for four hours looking at every boat <laughs> right up and which, down. which i appreciate could have been two, one sentence though could have been one but sentence exactly like, he could have said his, i spent the next four hours looking for the boat his day started at 7 a.m what does right. he need to have wrapped up by nine <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to find that second so his <laughs> day started the day before because he ended up other than the it's dozing still, off yeah. Between when Ebenezer could be a basically and when he woke up, up to go to Larry Fowler's. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, started. Um, so, but he does find the boat and he finds, he, he like turns his ear, ears on to listen with a capital L and, and listens inside the boat and hears a woman discussing prices. And then, so he so kind of takes a peek into the cabin and, and sees a woman with a cell phone and she sort of just, you know, gets naked and gets into the shower. Mm-hmm. I watched a little more. I wasn't being a peeping Tom. This was professional. I noted that she had some intriguing curves. See? Professionalism in action. That's the part that makes it super weird, Harry. (laughs) Yeah. That's the sentence that ruins your uh, plausible deniability. Okay. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. It's like... I was having a dirty curve moment. It was fun. (laughs) We've all done it. You can't judge me. I have a license to stare, okay? Like... 
But yeah, I like how he points out, like, when he first gets this sort of tingly, like, somebody's watching me, he's like, well, it's the middle of the day, so there can't be any vampires out. Um, he's like, which doesn't rule out other things, but, you know, but then immediately either, you know, ADHD's out and, like, totally forgets about it, or because he's suddenly peeking at this woman who... Yeah, has an interesting, which, I, again, she has a couple of good lines, too. She's like, you know, because she's like, oh, it's going to be more, like, the job became more problematic or whatever. And then it's like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you want a tax return? <laughs> you know, it's like, I guess, like, what are you going to do, right? Like, gee, I stole this thing for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, and immediately gets, like, another phone call. And then, yeah, just, like, drops her robe kind of a thing. And immediately Harry's all like, oh. I'm fine. Doesn't matter what my spidey sense is saying. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Same, I forgot about that until I went over my notes again. I was like, oh, he should have known. He, cause, yeah. he should have just kept that in the back of his brain, but he didn't. He didn't. And He's like, oh, uh, naked lady, I don't care. Right, uh, and that's probably the more obvious reason for why and maybe why we get a little bit more of a perv moment there is to, you know, give him a reason to forget that. But again, just the way it's makes, he's like, he gets out of his car and does all this other stuff, and it's not really mentioned, you know, so it almost makes it feel like you'd forgotten about that, like, long before you even got to this point, you know, but whatever. It's just like it shakes his brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, yeah, he decides this is a good time to sneak his... Might not get another opportunity. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I saw the potential for a flash of boob or maybe just a flash of back or something and immediately like all good sense goes out the window and caution to the wind <laughs> he is honest he, about his weaknesses he boards the boat <laughs> so we just look and he he finds two small refrigerators figures one is a uh, figures out one's a dummy with a wait cabinet. a minute that seems weird <laughs> holding a metal strong box but then he's like oh this is too easy too obvious these so, guys are like super smart yeah, so so he figures Laundry, which actually is clever. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it is kind of like how he, you know, doesn't really know all that much about him because he's never heard of these guys before. Vincent came to him with that. So despite the fact that you know they are a well-known gang or whatever, Harry is not. But yeah, immediately he's like, "Well, they've never been caught, so they must be pretty smart." This seems like <laughs> really obvious to have like this safe out here and the. You know, but I was like, honestly, on the other flip side, too, I'm like, stashing what the laundry is, because you're right, most people are not going to expect you to take this. Like, I don't really want to go through these dirty knickers to figure out, you know, A, there's that, who wants to dig through somebody else's dirty laundry, and B, exactly, everybody else be like, well, no way you're going to take something, like, as priceless and delicate as that, and, like, throw it in with the towel, you know, leave it out in the open in the laundry basket, that's just insanity. So, yeah. So, yeah, he gets his all, like, patent stuff. It's nice to see him being a real private investigator every now and again. Every now and again, (laughs) yes, exactly. And with some, yeah, especially when he's also stupid shit, like... But yeah, and then he's all, yeah, patting himself on the back and all like, damn, I'm good. And then immediately turns around and like stared on the barrel of the gun. <laughs> oh, hello. Damn, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Poop. Right. I love he says, he's like, it's just like a cheap gun, but even a cheap gun can kill you. Know? He's like, nothing, just, just Saturday night, you know, 38 Saturday night special or whatever, you know. And he's like, but. That's right. So this woman in black fatigues with a gun. She tells him to put the package down. And when Harry starts to talk back, she pretty casually threaten him, threatens him with death and dismemberment. I'm like, yeah, I'd be convinced too. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, no, right. that's I'm good. Fair enough, yeah. You got a point. Whatever you want, woman. Yeah. Well, and again, so, you know, he's like, well, what if I don't want? And she's like, oh, it's going to have a dreary day. Like, and he's oh, like, well, far be it for me to inconvenience a lady. He's like, oh, you're so dear. <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, let me. And he still kind of tries because mm-hmm. he does do the, uh, you know, he's like, holds it out to her, hoping that she'll, you know, he's like, I can't dodge a gun. But if she, you know, shows that she, and yeah, she's like, no. no I'm professional. Not. Yeah. So he's but like, professional as she is. She's a normie. She's a muggle. Yes. Because yes. she, she uh, discovers the stick attached, tied into the inside of his coat. Makes a joke about it. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Pre, pre-neolithic. Or, you know? yep. It's like, oh, well. But then he kind of throws them for a loop because then the other one comes out all dressed and ready. And he's like, oh, that was a lure. <laughs> that second uh-huh. phone call wasn't a wrong number after all. Oh, yeah, that person I felt like they were watching me totally tipped her off. Right. Uh-huh. So he's all like, hi, Miss Garcia. And then they're like, wait, what? 
how do you know who it Which, I guess, in fairness, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, he came onto your boat and went, like, straight for the shroud. So chances right. are he probably knew something about who you were and why he was there. Right. <laughs> most people, you know, maybe they want to rob your boat. A random not- thief is going to go for the watches and jewelry, not the laundry. It's going <laughs> to go for the strong box that might have shit hidden in the fridge. Not Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, and then and they also bring up Gaston. This is not Gaston. And, yes. And he's like, ah, uh, yeah, about that. Not Gaston's not coming. He's not. Well, yeah, because like, yeah, Anna's all like, "Oh, face it, he's not coming." And then they start looking at him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like this. Oh yeah, no, he ain't coming." <laughs> yeah. And she's very, very. Again, Francesca seems a little. Or Francesca is a little bit more not like emotional, but sentimental or something. Maybe like you know, she can tell she gets bitten. Like Anna is upset. But she basically moves straight on, right? She's like, okay, we're yeah, in a situation like, Let's here. cut bait and go. Let's fuck yeah, off. Yeah, right? Because he's like, ooh, it was bad. You know, he's like, you, you don't want to mess around. Like, you're in a lot of danger. Like these, And she's like, well, when is death not bad? And I'm like, oh, granted. But I'm like, yeah, Damn, dude. no. I, I don't want to go the way Gaston did. There's a lot of other ways I would rather die than even a lot of ways that I normally would say I don't want to die. Other than that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, even things low down on my list, I would pick before that. So yeah, it's like, no. I, I get it. But yeah, this, but you know, again, she's just very like, well, one's death, not odd. Like, so yeah, we just, we can, we can grieve later. We can think about it later. We can whatever. But right now, you know, we got to get ourselves out and we're moving along and just dealing with it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, ooh, you are kind of stone cold, but not like mm. the consummate professional. The consummate professional. She, she knows what the stakes are, that shit is going to happen, and this is what's going to Bad time to cry. Bad time to get distracted, and yeah, exactly, right? And uh, even that, and he's, she's like, she's like, uh, he's like, bad people are after it, and she's like, terrorists? He's like, not that playful. <laughs> and you're like, oh. So she seems to sort of get the gist that way. Like, again, I, I don't think she fully understands the scope, as you say, being the the normie, the muggle or whatever. But, yeah, she gets that. Like, okay, they got to move right along. So uh, she immediately is like, um, oh, yeah, she offers, you know, she's like, oh, I might just have to get rid of you anyways. And he's like, oh, messy, right? You'd have that dreary day. Yeah, you already said you didn't want to like, do that. Oh, good point. All right. So Justin's like, like again at least thank god for a little bit of you know sarcasm because <laughs> right. he's like like please we don't but she's like but i really like your coat so you got to take that out first it's like oh heart and yeah she makes him like the em- cold right right so uh yeah and decides that um i guess we'll just we'll just chain you up to the bulkhead or whatever yeah, there's just like loading everything to a back or into to a duffel bag and throws handcuffs at him and says you're gonna Take these and put them on and put them on the bulkhead. But yeah, chain yourself to the wall there and uh, we'll just get going and... um, Doesn't even get that far, really. Which is lucky for him because, you know, most of the time it's going to be after he clicks the loop onto the wall that then he sees the monster coming down the stairs. But at least this time he sees it before he actually handcuffs himself to the wall. So at least he still has some move. I had to go back and check that when I read the next chapter. When I read the next chapter. Yes. I was like, how is he moving? Oh, he didn't actually do it. Yeah, when he turned He just was ro- distracted, which was enough to... Yes, not he, see the oncoming Which is why attack. I was looking up the stairs as this demon yes. came barreling down at me. So yes, very luckily he had not actually locked himself to the wall. But... Still, oh, good. Oh, good. Small face, big demon, bad things. Seriously, bad things. This concludes our episode 10.10. Donuts are not breakfast foods. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellis.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.